As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Hey, hey, it's Megan. I am back in the office after spending an incredible three and a half, four days in Utah recently. I was out there in person with a client. We, I was taking her through my VIP client experience process, specifically looking at her seven-figure group program and moving some things around and restructuring that so that she can double her revenue. Actually, we crafted a plan to 3X her revenue from 1.5 million to 5 million over the next one to two years, Uh, doubling client results, client retention, client referrals, and also removing her from 80% of client delivery and operations of the group program so that she is present only about 20% of the time which means then she can spend more time in strategic thinking mode, growing the company, hiring, training the team, uh, working on other passion projects, and of course, having more time every single month to take time off, vacation, CEO days, play days, family time. And uh, I'm also working with her team as well on the implementation process of everything that we covered in that VIP day. So I thought it would be great to come on and discuss with those of you who currently are running group programs at the high six or seven figure level um, and talk about how to help you start making some headway and removing yourself from your program while still increasing client results and turning your program into world class. Now, something that none of us are surprised by is that there are there's a whole lot of conversation and there's just a lot more visibility uh, from people who have joined high-end group programs or or not high-end group programs from you know the seven figure multiple seven figure eight figure leaders and coaches that are out there and they are being extremely vocal about what's going on behind the scenes in those programs now this is not new. It is not new that group programs are not necessarily delivering at the caliber that matches the marketing message and the degree of marketing that goes on in that company and the sales process and the sales people. Like usually people have got that going on really really well and then everything just sort of falls through the cracks and meaning your clients and the lifetime value of a client, it really starts to fall through the cracks once people get into the program. Now, I'll say this again. This is not new. This has been happening for a really long time. However, clients who have taken multiple programs and feel like they've gotten burned or they didn't get the results or what was delivered is not what was promised on the sales page or in the sales conversation... People are having more and more of those types of experiences again and again on repeat, but now they're no longer afraid to stay hush-hush about it. 
They're posting about it on their social media outlets. They're even naming names. They are telling people not to buy from others. They're talking about their experience. And I know that if you're currently running an operation that is at the high six, seven, or multiple seven-figure level, even eight figures, you probably don't want a bunch of clients going around and posting about their bad experience in your program or the fact that they didn't didn't get results. Uh, And I also imagine that all of you or a part of you truly cares and desires for your clients to be well taken care of, to get incredible results, and you want to grow with people. You know, I think when we uh, get to a certain point in our business and the, the point that you're at in your business, you really want clients to stick with you because what you're teaching them and what you're showing them to do and the pathway they're going to walk, you could be growing with a client for many, many, many years and they continue to return whether it's the same program or they buy other things, they bring other people with them and you really get to see people ultimately thrive. It also reduces, you know, you don't really enjoy, I mean, your customer service department definitely doesn't enjoy constantly putting out fires because you have disgruntled clients. So this is, um, it's a really common issue that I think a lot of uh, business owners who have a group program-based model are faced with. And here's why I think that happens. I think the biggest reason why that happens is because most entrepreneurs who are leading group style programs and have a group program-based business model, whether you have one flagship group program or you have multiple groups and masterminds, most entrepreneurs are not trained teachers or facilitators or um, they're not instructional development technicians. They have never been trained on curriculum development. They have never been trained on how adults learn. Uh, they've not necessarily been trained on, you know, how do you have to structure and deliver a group program that leads to a much higher percentage of clients getting like implement number one, showing up and engaging, number two, learning, and then number three, experiencing the transformation that's being promised. Uh, that's a whole, that's like five or six different skill sets right there. And then I think the other issue is a lot of business owners know how to hire and they know who to hire and they know better how to instruct team members who are front facing, meaning they're in the marketing department or the sales department. But a lot of entrepreneurs have a hard time You know, if you've got a group program that's generating seven figures, that's like a business within a business. That's like a business within your business. And you're going to have to have an entire team of people who run that. It can be a small team, but your team should be running 80% of your group program and you're only involved about 20% of that. Now, before anyone listening goes, well, I hate those kinds of programs where I join the program for the head coach and they're not even in the program. Well, that's kind of the point. Um, you don't actually need access to the head coach, to the company owner, in order to get the results that are promised in the program. But that comes with proper structure, uh, proper delivery, and the right team members in place, the right context, content, and culture in place. And you don't have those problems. And you won't have people complaining and telling all their friends that 
you sell this program and then you're not even in it. Some of the most successful programs out there, meaning financially successful, but also client retention and lifetime value of a client, the head coach is not that involved. So this is my specialty. So I'm going to dive into some simple concepts today. I call this the group model effect. And there's three, there's multiple things that go on with the group model effect, but there's three very core pillars in terms of the structure and the delivery of your group program that are going to help you do everything that I have shared in this podcast episode so far. And it really does fall into the category of restructuring the way that you are running and delivering and uh, I already said structuring your program. So let's go through each one of those main pillars. The first one is content. The second is context. And the third is culture. Let's start with the first one, content. So the content is what you're teaching your clients. It This typically is either being taught in live training calls and is more than likely a combination of that plus videos and different types of modules and templates and checklists and training materials of whatever kind that are in a membership portal that can be accessed at any time. This could be you creating these pieces and teaching them live or someone else. And it could be in the form of calls every single week or lots of other ways. And we'll get to that for the context. For content, typically what's happening in a group program is that Clients join the program, and within a matter of two weeks to 30 days, they find themselves in an extremely overwhelmed state because there is an overwhelming amount of content. So they don't quite know where to start. They don't know how to navigate the content. They don't know what's applicable to them at a, based on where they're currently at in their journey. The minute that your client, even if your content is organized, extremely organized. And that's actually one of the one of the issues that I see when I uh, evaluate and audit people's group programs is the content may seem organized to them or you or you may actually be someone who knows that your content's not as organized as it could be. But you may think that it's organized but to the client they're not they don't have the level of expertise or uh, experience or awareness around the content that you do. So when you develop content, you may be developing it without thinking about someone who's a novice at what you're an expert in. And that happens often. And when that's happening, your clients don't actually, your clients have a really hard time navigating it. And then if the minute that your clients start feeling overwhelmed, you will begin to see a drop-off of people engaging in your program. So they stop participating. And if you have a client who stops participating, they're not returning. The likelihood of them returning for a second year or a second iteration of your program or buying something else from you, it goes way down. So you spent all that money acquiring the client. You paid a salesperson to acquire the client. You may have paid a, a lead person. So you know whatever you earned, the cost was probably 20 or 30% of what you earned from that. So let's say it's a $20,000 client. You probably spent five to $6,000 to acquire the client. Wouldn't it be better if they renewed for a second year at $25,000 and you make $50,000 and you only paid 5,000 or 6,000 to right? Do you see the difference? So overwhelm is a big thing. Um, The other thing with content is uh, for adults, adults really need content chunked down into extremely, extremely small pieces. And one of the reasons for that is because not only are, you know, we all here, like we're all just so distracted, but adults have just insane levels of responsibility. 
And depending on who your ideal client is in the program, some are going to have more responsibilities than others. And that's just dependent on who you're, you're targeting and bringing into your program. So when it comes to your content, make sure that you are only giving people what they need. In fact, you could probably eliminate uh, you know, 25%, if not up to 50% of the content that you have that your clients have access to. And they would still get the results and they may actually get better results. So you're only giving them what they need and you're giving it to them in really small chunks. And you also want to give it to them in chronological order. So as a group program facilitator, unless you're hiring a curriculum specialist to come in who also needs to be somewhat of an, they don't necessarily have to be an expert in your area of expertise, but it would help if they had a good knowledge base of it. But you could bring someone in and they could restructure everything around, or you have a team member who does that, who's really good with curriculum. Uh, So make sure it's in chronological order and make sure that you are really giving people step-by-step. You you have to show people how to do things. If your content stays kind of high level and you're giving people general concepts, and they could be great. You could give people a whole lot of general concepts and tell them what they need to do. But your client is joining the program because they literally want the how-to broken down to the nth degree. And uh, you want to do that to a degree. I mean, there's a bit of a balance there. There's not just one right way to do it, but your clients really are looking for the how-to so that it makes it a bit easy, easier for them. So ultimately, you want to make the content digestible and you want the content to equip your clients with the knowledge and the skills they need to implement. Okay. When you're restructuring, the second thing that you want to restructure inside your group program is context. The context is the framework or the deliverables or the maybe a better word is the format in which you are delivering the program. So this could be, uh, you know, what are the types of live calls that you are hosting and is it overkill? Um, I'll give you an example. I had a program a couple of years ago. It was a group program. And this idea was given to me by someone else. And I went with it and thought it was going to be great at first. And I ended up really not liking it. And here's what I found. We were running a group program and we had a call every single day of the week, Monday through Friday, that our clients could come to. Now, in our mind, these are on like different topics that we knew our clients needed In our minds, we thought that the clients were going to have the ability to pick and choose which ones they needed when. That wasn't the case because clients feel like if they're not using and coming to every single thing that you're offering, that they are going to miss out and that they're then going to be behind. So what we noticed is our clients were coming to five calls a week and some of them were going two hours long. And then I was thinking, when are they actually growing? Like, when are they actually working in their business if they're here all the time? And it was overwhelming to them. It was too much for the team to keep up with. It would There was just too much busyness. And it was overkill. Honestly, it was just overkill. So let's say that you have a group program where you have three, four, or five calls a week. It's really best to take a look at that and ask yourself, is the way that we've structured the format of the delivery of the program really what's needed for the clients to learn and implement so that they get the transformation? And maybe you are someone who is heavily involved with delivering too many calls once a month, or you're noticing that your clients are constantly reaching out to you for one-on-one support, whether it's through Slack or email or Voxer or one-on-one calls, and you're giving it to them. 
And we see this happening to a lot of business owners who are leading group programs. They want their clients to get results, but they are way too heavily involved in delivering. And the way that you fix that is through context. So for example, if you are way too involved with delivery and you're noticing this, maybe instead of having calls every single week with you as a group, you do a once or twice a month longer workshop where you teach them all the concepts they need to know. You help them. You do some Q&A. You do some hot seats. You make sure they're they're squared away. Well, instead of turning around and you teaching them again the following week, they need time to implement. So then how can you structure the context of the program so that you're supporting the implementation of what it is that they're learning, number one? And then number two, how are you incorporating the clients supporting each other? And that really moves us into part three here, which is the third C and it's culture. So here's the deal with people learning in your program and actually getting a transformation, the one that you're promising. In order for the learning to happen, and the transformation doesn't happen until the learning happens, but there's something that comes before the learning and it is engaging. It's number one, engaging with you and your team, but almost more importantly than that, It's engaging with other participants in the program. So as soon as your clients feel connected to each other, but you're the leader, so you have to facilitate this and you have to structure your program so that that connection is happening. Your clients aren't going to do it on their own. And you want certain aspects of the program, meaning the way in which you're delivering your program, to incorporate your clients supporting each other a lot. That could look like a lot of different things. It could look like they have an accountability buddy every single week they're checking in with, which is another student in the program. You can put them in small cohorts of six, four, six, eight people, and you teach them, you know, you give instructions on how to run that call. And they're meeting once a week, twice a month, once a month as a group. You can schedule implementation calls, but If you have Q&A calls or coaching calls or training calls and everybody's just there on Zoom, that does not equal your clients feel connected, know each other, feel any kind of intimacy, and that does not create community. That's not community. You have to build it into the program and it's got to be all throughout your whole entire program. Your clients will renew in your program, not because of you necessarily. They will put more weight on the friendships they've built and the support they feel from the community of their peers, other students. They're going to feel seen and heard by their peers. They're going to feel like they have a cheerleading squad. They're going to feel like this small group of people have their back. So you're not necessarily trying to build connection among like all 100 of your clients. Yeah, that would be great. But really focus on how can I put them in smaller groups or in and or in pairs to really build closer bonds with with each other that way. So the community aspect is going to drastically increase your renewals. It's going to drastically increase your referrals because if people feel that connected, they're going to want to bring others in who they also like, who they want to be around. They're going to trust singing your praises about the program and the experience they're having, and they're going to just start pulling people in. I call that invisible marketing. You're going to have an invisible marketing machine on your hands. So in terms of becoming absolutely world-class in the way that you are delivering your group program so that clients are staying long-term, 
They are bringing in referrals. You're extending the lifetime value of a client and people are out singing your praises, not talking about, I wish I hadn't have bought this program. And you want to drastically increase the results that your clients are seeing. I just gave you the group model effect three-part framework. And that is content, give people only what they need and keep it simple and very digestible. Give people the context, which is the delivery and the structure of how you are delivering the program and the content. And number three, build an extremely strong culture of connection and community among students in the program. And you will have a world-class group program on your hands. And remember, make sure you are designing a business and life that's built to last. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.